Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, near, far, around the world, this is the one and only Game Dev Unchained podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Larry Charles, and of course, I'm bringing back the number one co-host of all podcasts in the world, Mr. Brandon Pham. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode. This is Brandon Pham. Please welcome our special guest, Paul Maid. Hey, well, <laughs> thanks so much. Thank you guys for having me. Was that close? That was it. Perfect. That was perfect. All right, there we go. Paul Mize, welcome, man. Good to good to hear from you again. How's everything? All right, thank you, Larry. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, things are good. Things are really good. Yeah, so, just a calm, calm weekend. So now the audience of our podcast, it, they may not know exactly who you are, even though we do. So let's go ahead and introduce you. This week's episode is going to be focusing on esports, being e athletes, and also commentating on esports and this this meteoric rise of you know uh, video game based competition uh, broadcasting. You know, and so this is awesome, and I couldn't think of anyone better to bring in, and someone who I know personally, Paul Mide. So, Paul, you're going to be representing an entire industry. Are you? Are, can whole, you handle this? All of esports commentating on my shoulders. Yes, yes I will be your Atlas. All right, let's do that. <laughs> well, Some people may not the get the old, reference. <laughs> you being the professional broadcaster, Larry and I do this for fun. Yeah. <laughs> can you give us a little, uh, you know, background of how you got into it and everything? Uh, leading up to to what you're doing now. Okay, so I am specifically part of the fighting game community. So I'm actually doing, uh, you know, my esports commentating out of the esports arena in Santa Ana with uh, Wednesday Night Fights, which is a part of uh, Level Up Productions. Uh, so really, the whole thing was, um, you know, fighting games. The you know uh, has always been a abbreviated at least in the last decade or so, like FGC, fighting game community. It's always been sort of a a close knit, if not you know, very competitive, you know, lots of rivalry kind of community, but uh, but community nonetheless. And so, really, my seeds uh, and opportunities to commentate and you know to to get to that level all came from just competing regularly. You know, Southern California, we're we're, we're kind of lucky. Southern California is uh, is one of the hubs for uh, competitive gaming in general. Um, and just kind of being a part of it, you know, you meet the right people and, you know, you start, you start, you know, making the right impression on the right people and they like you and you like them. It's, you know, it's kind of really like any other, uh, sort of networking in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so a buddy of mine, uh, he, you know, was connected to level up and he was like, Hey, you know what? I think, uh, you know, they're expanding, they're blowing up. So why don't you join our team? <laughs> you know, awesome. like, why, why don't we, why don't we, uh, you know, get in on this and, you know, just start, um, you know, laying down some science. With our and powers it, combined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the very few who doesn't know what Level Up is, can you care to explain just a little description of what Level Up is? Sure. So Level Up was, st- you know, started by uh, Alex Valle. Alex Valle was one of the, uh, he was one of the very, very first internationally recognized street fighter champs for america Mm -hmm. 
like through the 90s, uh, from the mid-90s to late 90s, and all the way to the present, um, he was sort of the preeminent Street Fighter scholar um, of his day. Uh, you know, kind of like inventing a lot of tech and whatnot. So I know he and his business partner sort of, sort of a, started this company in the last uh, several years, um, and they were operating out of Super Arcade, and they do, you know, lots of, a lot of regular streaming, but it's... Um, it's a uh, almost entirely designed with the the uh, goals of expanding the community, you know, right. and like kind of kind of giving people their wings, um, you know. Uh, and they're also like heavily involved with uh, tournament organization. Mm-hmm. So one of the big one of the big big tournaments uh, nowadays for fighting games is SoCal Regionals, mm-hmm. um, which uh, is organized largely in part by uh, Level Up Productions. Uh, so, really, that's in a, in a nutshell. Uh, you know, tournament organization, broadcast, broadcast streaming, and uh, community building. Nice. And uh, I'm assuming you're stoked to be part of it. So, my question is, taking at Level Up Productions out of the picture, was mm-hmm. there a specific game that got you into, you know, competitive gaming and esports? Or did you Street just Fighter. fall into it by being such a handsome young man? Street Fighter. Street Fighter. It's Street Fighter. <laughs> it's, Street Fighter. <laughs> it's always been Street Fighter. Always, always, always been Street Fighter, yeah. <laughs> How many times have you lost in Street Fighter? <laughs> oh, lost? <laughs> I mean, probably as many times as I've won. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's fun. You know, fighting games, it's sort of like every time there's a new one, it's like a, it's like a new prepackaged sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like everybody's getting on the bike just mm-hmm. to fall off it again. So I think, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to... <laughs> sure, sure. One, it's like maybe one to one. <laughs> yeah, just, I know exactly how many times I've lost. It's in the millions. <laughs> yeah, I lose every time. Although in the last game, like my online record was, it was a solid. It was like eighty percent win ratio. Okay. Wow, on that's the last good, on the last game on in the uh, yeah that's, Street Fighter Four on my online. That's really good. <laughs> like my 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 knowledge. But to me, if I look back at the whole esports and the whole streaming, I mean, a lot of it came from Korea first, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it was driven from how good their internet is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then, as as the United States finally caught up, like mm-hmm. we're we're finally starting that, you know, a lot streaming, of streaming now yeah. and a lot of competitive gaming, yeah. and of course, esports commentating is becoming. Uh, an actual thing like a lot of people are 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 talking about it now and a lot of people are investing in the idea and seeing the potential because look at twitch man within what a year of uh, letting gamers like let them view their lives playing games it it, it got bought by amazon for a billion dollars um i mean did you see this coming like when do you think that this this bubble at least in the america uh that it started like around what time uh, like specifically with uh, with the commentating and sort of like broadcast sports aspect exactly, of it, yeah, or yeah. well, well, I can tell you that the first like, I mean, I know there's been tournaments, you know, for decades, you know, with these games. Um, since you know my knowledge base, uh, you know, is very strong within Street Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the very first tournament, like international tournament, uh, for that was held in like I think Japan. At, uh, right. in 19 I know there was a bunch in 1992 but those were all like you know uh, cabs arcade mm-hmm. cabinets mm-hmm. Uh, so it didn't have like the fluidity or the uh, the efficiency of as it does now but uh, 
It doesn't have the Ethernet I, cord. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't even recall commentating being a thing uh, until under a decade ago. Right. Like, I don't think I recognized it until like 2010 or 11 right. is when like it, it started like really like being put on my radar. Like, oh, oh God, like this is they're really going big with this. This is very ESPN now. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I think that was like Ustream before, you know, before Twitch when it was like still Justin.tv or whatever. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like if you guys ever watch a basketball game without commentators, it just doesn't feel the same because it, it kind of having a commentator there with you is kind of like being in a room full mm-hmm. with your friends mm-hmm. and you're just like talking what's going on the screen and what you think is going to happen next. Right. So right. I think it was just a natural evolution that once you're playing games and streaming yourself playing games, you kind of want someone as you're watching it as yeah. a viewer to start mm-hmm. talking about what's going on a screen and the background and stuff. Yeah. And I think keep in mind, a lot of people can get introduced to these games through watching the competition, right? Where <laughs> you may not yet yourself be a high level player, but you're watching, and when you see someone who understands the basics, you know, the nuances, and then all the expert-level things, and they're breaking it down to you, like, oh, this guy's footsie game is so strong. Notice how he does X. And you're like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, even if you didn't know what the game was, you have someone who can just instantly kind of bring you into this broadcast, or why this match is so amazing, or why this performance was so great. Mm-hmm. And it really helps build the story in a very small amount of time, which is incredible, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Uh, I think it just kind of, you know, gives it gives breath, mm-hmm. you know, to to the action going on. Like, I mean, you you could mute the commentators, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if you want, but like, you know, and then what you're left with is just a this kind of like isolation. Like, okay, now I'm just left watching this yeah. these two avatars, yeah. you know, yeah. beat the shit out of each other. Like, what what's actually why is this special? Yeah. So I think you're right. Like, like if but if someone's like imbuing like life and mm-hmm. and passion and energy into like through words you know, for what's happening. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah, totally, totally. Like I can, I can start feeling that emotion. Mm-hmm. Dude. Um, so another joke question for you, who's yeah. the most famous person in the street fighter community that you faced online? Faced online. Well, yes. I can, I can tell you, uh, I faced a number of, you know, big people in person. Oh wow. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Either, either one. Yeah. The, what was the, your most famous matchup? Okay. Uh, Actually, wait, let me interrupt one last time. Sure, sure. If you faced many, then how about you give us a top three? Who are your top three, like, oh shit matches in Street Fighter? Okay, like, who I would never, ever want to play. Uh, <laughs> now, okay, I want to preface by saying that, yes, even though I'm a competitor, I'm not, like, world tournament or anything, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, on the world stage, like some of these people. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But, that said, people you- I would never want to face or have already. Okay, Snake oh. Eyes you- is- so- Go ahead, sorry. Oh, uh, well, okay. So Snake Eyes, he's a he's a Wednesday night fights regular, and he is widely recognized as the world's best Geef. Geef. He's the world's best Zangief player. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of in contention between him and and like uh, Hagajin and Itazan from Japan, mm-hmm. but they've kind of abandoned the character in mm-hmm. five. Um, also leaving Capcom Cup as we retired Ultra Street Fighter Four. Um, he was the highest ranked geef there was okay. ever. Yeah. ever. Wow. He's yeah. done more with, you know, and uh, one time, one game I beat him at Ooh. a tournament, in a live tournament. Yes. <laughs> Once. Um, now take at, the round or take the match? I took the match, but Ooh. not the whole, But it was, a, it was a best two best two out of three. So, sure. 
he still took he took the he took the game. Yes. I took I took one of those off of him, and that felt really good. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he's a guy I would actually like. He's on both my number one. Like I would want to play always, mm-hmm. and I would never ever want to play ever again. So like, because <laughs> like you learn so much from him. Yeah. Uh, but then you know, as he's one of the smartest American players out there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's also the most formidable. So mm-hmm. it's like it's going to be a learning experience. But then you're also going to like just you know pack up and just never want to play the game ever again. <laughs> what I admi- <laughs> what I admire about that pick with Snake Eyes is like. He, it's hard to read him when I now I I'm not saying from playing him I'm just mean like I've watched streams and like I'll just see his he just sits there you know like this this stoic face and he's just like playing the game like oh yeah yeah good match and then he plays the next like there's no like you don't see him lose his cool like even when he's like two chips away from death he still has a game plan that's I mean top level shit I guess is the best yeah. way to describe it dude yeah, yeah I mean got, he's got meta like what they call yeah. meta game like he. He's he's never playing the character on the screen. He's he, it's always mm-hmm. it's never Geef versus your character. It's always Snake Eyes versus you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just he just breaks you down. <laughs> so being you? being the professional, Larry, right? These mm-hmm. guys have to leave all the emotion in the avatar character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't waste it on you in real life. Right, exactly. Like who, who are you? Whatever. Uh, yeah, he'll go to loser's bracket. He'll come out of loser's bracket. Yeah, big deal. Whatever. Yeah. So who's your number two? Okay. Um. Jeez. Mm, okay. Uh, Justin Wong. Mm. Justin Wong, I think, is is still my number two. Um, I've played him. I subscribe to his Twitch channel, you know, so I've I've gotten a set or two with him uh, online um, and in person. Uh, he's he's up in Nortown now, but uh, uh, you know, you remember that like uh, that Evo moment thirty seven uh, thing, the video where. It was him versus Daigo in 2004. Oh, it's like, yeah, where yeah, it's just a pop, 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 pop. That's that parried everything. Parried her um, Hoyokusen, yeah, whatever. Just all like 16, 17, whatever hits it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Daigo just like destroying him. But you know, so he's, he's still <laughs> he's still in in the the, the atmosphere of, yeah. of of one of the smartest. He's like consistently, uh, you know, in like top mm-hmm. 16 in the world kind of thing yeah. uh, some people are like oh he's washed up he's 30 now and you know <laughs> he's 30 <laughs> he's, now. he's 30 he's oh old, man he's, old man he's now. 30 and he like earned more money than any of us <laughs> right yeah he's like but he's like the de facto um like arcade player mm-hmm. like he yeah. came from the arcades and he came from that mentality um unlike snake eyes who came in from the online mm-hmm. time uh you know and you know, but Justin Wong was like, "No, you know what? I need to make this quarter last. So yeah. I need to be good because I'm not going to come back. <laughs> like I'm not going to. I'm not going to. You know, once I lose this dollar, I'm yeah. out." Yeah. Um. So he kind of come. He comes in with a, a very like old, old American style, mm-hmm. uh, '90s style thinking, uh, all fundamentals. Like mm-hmm. no, no flash, no, uh, no pomp or circumstance. Just like, oh, what's, you know, can you counter this? Heavy kick? No, just and he'll he'll win with heavy kick the whole round if he needs to, <laughs> um, which is also kind of like very mentally debilitating because I'm sure. like I I I'm I'm throwing out fireballs I'm ro- I'm doing like rolling suplexes and he's just kicking me in the mm. face like just <laughs> just a regular old kick. Dude, I think every one of our little cousins plays Street Fighter that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's the little co- it's right, little and he's like it's the little cousin who does it to you, but you're like 
you're like, I'm 10 years older than you, and yeah. I know I know what I'm doing. Why are you still make, beating me like yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, that kind of fury. So um, is that the the biggest difference you mentioned? Like you know, the old '90s, the old competitors, and then the new ones who are online. Are you saying it's mostly simplicity versus flash? Like the online guys nowadays are are mostly trying to get view counts or something I instead think, of trying to win it. You know, I I think when it when it comes down to it, I mean, the, it's always you know the win is the win is the win. Right. I think though, in the way that they they've learned how to like play each other. Um, Online has gotten a has has made a certain like uh, a different kind of urgency, because um, like okay, so like uh, in my opinion, the arcade scene lent you uh, a certain mindset like okay, I need to make this dollar last, so you know, so I'll be good and I'll I'll figure out the game, uh, you know, really fast and whatever whatever is the the most abusive move that i can do i'll abuse that over and over and over again and that's also very much a justin wong style he, he even says it he's like you know find what your opponent can't counter and then abuse the shit out of it you right. know and, and win you know whereas like the online generation is oh but at the end of the day the arcade it's like the person is next to you and you can just be like hey come back here you know right. like, let's let's run that back where like the online generation is kind of it's kind of more like Okay, I have to break this person down as fast as possible because he can if take I don't, your points. He's going to take my points and run away, and I will never see this person ever again. Right. So it's like every, so every every read, every breakdown, every download of my of this person, I need to make right now. Right. Um. So it's kind of yielded this, you know, similar results. I wouldn't say one is better than the other. It's just different. Different. I yeah. think. I think. Yeah. I bet rage quitting is a lot easier online though. Right, uh, is that especially a, now. Yep, yep. That's an issue. That's a hot topic issue right now with Street yeah. Fighter Five. Yep. Yeah, the uh, Capcom has been putting in uh, hard stops on people who've been rage quitting. They've been looking at disconnect rates. They've been looking at Twitch. Oh, and God bless streaming now because it's just capturing evidence on these <laughs> rage quitters. People are people are people are like crucifying them. Um, <laughs> and Capcom has been finding them and just taking away all their league points and setting them back oh, to wow. zero. Damn, yeah. yeah I mean, it's good. necessary, man. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't play a game and like have a third of the community rage quitting on you. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like you're never gonna finish. But I'm glad, like officially, they're doing something. And uh, in our age too, we can we can shame them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they've done a similar thing with uh, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom Three, where they where all they did was they they would quietly move you into another server. Mm. with other rage quitters so all you would be doing is it's just quitters playing other quitters so it's just just a like a, a layer of hell <laughs> <laughs> just where, where everybody is shit everybody is shit at this game because nobody l- took the time to learn to take their losses and learn mm-hmm. and then everybody's mad at each other for it <laughs> it's like that secret level in diablo 2 with all the cows Dude, that's, just like <laughs> that's hilarious man it's the first person to get to the point of no return is the winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no such thing as a comeback from behind win on that server. <laughs> oh, man. Um, um, so moving from a, a, from a professional standpoint, a gamer uh, competitor, well, when did you start making the move into commentating? Uh, it's actually been very recent. It was, uh, I mean, I did a little bit here and there, like uh, last year at, Ultimate Gaming Center in Panorama City, but it, this gig uh, has only been this year, the start of this year. 
2016. Um, so my eyes are very fresh, mm-hmm. <laughs> very fresh. It's one of those like, you know, you've been in the community for a while, uh, do it on the East Coast, and then you come out here on the West Coast, you know, after a break or whatnot, and then it's like, all right, I, I'm just like sitting on that other side of the desk now. This is fascinating. That's awesome, man. I mean, is that what? What is the usual steps if I if I want to get into commentating? Like, is it very similar to other industries, or is it? Do you have to do a certain thing that's specific to games? I think, I think, it's. I don't know. Without just kind of oversimplifying it, it's sort of like uh, you know, you still have to know the right people. I think you have to like still prove your worth. Like, so the Twitch channel that I'm a part of, mm-hmm. you know, is. is sort of attached to the level up, but it's, but it's a different channel altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's my friend's channel and he's like sort of the, the brains behind this secondary stream. Um, it's sort of like, like he's like, we would, we'd pr- compete together. We would, sh- we would prove our metal. We would basically convince each other of our abilities. And then it's sort of like, you know, it's like one of those like, you know, Hong Kong Kung Fu movies where it's like, Hey, you, you have, you have great abilities. Like, Hey, you also are really good at this. <laughs> Like, let's shake hands, then we realized we're not rivals, we're allies, yeah. you know? Right, right. Um, so it's really just that. It's like it's sort of a, you know, what what's the uh, paraphrasing the Woody Allen, uh, 80% of success is showing up yeah. sort of thing, you know, like, uh, be there, compete, put your money where your mouth is, and, you know, and, and then take a step, take a step. So I'm going to ask you a quick question for the audience who's watching on Twitch because we are now broadcasting on Twitch and recording the podcast simultaneously, brand new for Game Dev Unchained. So to all the podcast listeners, yes, you can also catch us on Twitch. So what is the quickest way for me to get better at Street Fighter V? Because I absolutely suck. You need to lose. Period. You need to lose. I know you're you're, you're okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like I'm on the right track. (laughs) He's really good at that. You're on that. You're on that. But most importantly, you need to lose with two things. You need to lose with grace. Mm. Aplomb. Like, you need to be able... Like, yes, it's infuriating, but you need to be able to just take it and and then reverse it in your mind, being like, okay, I lost, and that's a learning experience. So then the Mm. second part is you need to watch your replay and you need to relive your loss again. So you need to lose twice. <laughs> you need to lose in the game and then you need to look at it once more uh, or twice more or three times more mm-hmm. and then, and take notes. Um, I think people like o- overlook it uh, as something you can get better at and they still think of it as like, Oh, it's a video game. So I don't need to take any sort of effort, but if you want to like actually take notes, like get a pad and paper and you know, write down what other people are doing and then write down why they're doing it. You know, mm-hmm. find a role model, emulate what they're doing, take it in the room and then lose. Cause you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just learning to, to build a muscle. Um, it's sort of like, you know, th- learning to throw a baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I c- we can learn to throw a baseball, right? And probably the th- any, I, uh, the three of us could throw a baseball back and forth, but why aren't we all major league pitchers? Gotcha. Um, you know, those guys decided I'm going to be a major league pitcher, so I'm going to work at it, you know, and I'm going to fail at it for a little bit, for a little bit. I'm going to, but I'm going to eventually have it. So I don't have to think about where do I have to grab the ball to, to or where do I have to release it to, to do a fastball? You know, mm-hmm. uh, same thing with street fighter. It's like, I, if I want to learn this character, I'm going to have to spend a few hours and fail at it mm-hmm. until it all starts to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, so after losing, it's I would say it's the you know finding the role model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know who does it better than you, and then you have to and then asking yourself uh, why are they doing the things that they do? Because it's okay. like oh, because I can neutral jump, I can I can throw a fireball at this distance, but mm-hmm. why are they doing it? You know, what is it for? Is it for spacing? Is it for damage? Is it just to pose a credible threat? You know, um, things like that. And then third is, that actually sounded like five things, but that's two things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And then third is, I would say, play offline with people you know and do that regularly. Um, Even with the best and sharpest netcode out there, if all you do is play online, you are developing habits that are specific to online. You might be the number one player online. You are the mm-hmm. best Ryu in North America on PlayStation 4 yeah. network, on the PlayStation network. But you've trained, you know, and you've gotten this far, you know, honing reactions that are that are orbiting around things like lag spikes. Gotcha. Uh, even lag spikes that you don't even notice you know sometimes they're there Mm -hmm. you know you're you're training your reactions Mm -hmm. but you're not training your reads and it's very important to play with other people uh you know of your own caliber offline so that you can so that you can have that smooth connection yes but also so that you can actually turn to somebody you know have a person to turn to and be like hey so what's that thing you did Mm -hmm. you know why did that beat me and how can i beat that you know and then you know kind of working it out in the lab that way. Thank you. I mean, what's yeah. what's really interesting as I'm listening to this, like a lot of what you're saying is, of course, applying to to gaming at a professional level. But I mean, it, it can be applied to a lot of things you do in life, mm-hmm. like just being able to critique yourself, take notes, and then fix the things that ain't working. Um, right. I mean, a lot of our audience and listeners are trying to either do things on the side. Or at a professional level, trying to get better and and sharpen their tools in in the shed. Um, how much of this, you know, not not all of us. Uh, I mean, most of us do a lot of things casually, but not all, not very few of us do it at at, at your level, where we're doing it at a, at a professional high caliber level. Mm-hmm. How how much of this stuff that you've been building up, at, you know, the gaming professionally, commentating and stuff. Has you have you been uh, transferring over to your, your own life, like on, on other things, because uh, it it definitely mm-hmm. takes a, a tremendous amount of focus to to really analyze things and seeing if it's not working at all, like in in a video game, right? Right. <laughs> so how much of that is is you seeing applicable to to a lot of the way you think and approach problems outside of? I mean, I think you na- I mean you nailed on the head. It, it's it's just kind of. It's it's sort of like a, a, a symbiotic thing. Like I'm taking the attitudes of life and applying it to getting better at this video game, and then you know it's just kind of rolling right back. So, I mean, I think it's literally everything. You know, <laughs> it's a uh, it's one of those things that people don't you know need to remind themselves. Um, I mean, some people listening are are saying, you know, well, I don't want to get better at a fighting game. Well, yeah. that's that's fine. You don't have to get better at, at a fighting game. Really, my bottom line with all that is. There was a point in our lives where we literally knew how to do nothing. You know, like we're not born into the world, you know, feeding ourselves or dressing ourselves, you know, or driving a car. Uh, 
you know, or writing a book, you know, anything like that. So, so it's kind of just in the last like several years been a reminder to me that, you know, if you're not good at something, you just need to ask yourself, is it worth getting better at? Mm. And then can I do it? And how do I do it? Um, and again, that's, that's, that's not about fighting games anymore. That's just really everything else. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I hope I answered that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do, do you want to be uh, in the zombie crowd or one of the survivors, you know? <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's, uh, since we are bringing it back to, you know, where we really wanted to talk, thanks for indulging my Street Fighter fanboy side. Uh, I have a job to do, though, and Brandon as well, so thank you, Brandon, for the transition and the segue. I think um, the notion of esports you know, and it's kind of become a buzzword, but I think it's kind of become sort of like, it's the wave, it's the new tide, you know, uh, it's okay. like you either, you either, I think it's, a, you either accept it and ride it, mm -hmm. um, or you just get out of its way, you know, yeah. it's like, you'll survive, but maybe you won't ride that wave. Okay. And, um, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, it's got its pros and its cons. Uh, I think Activision, you know, doing another thing. I mean, Coca-Cola, you know, they have an esports division and Red Bull has an esports really? division now. Yeah, yeah, like, they're all like getting a, Like a team or like a division? I guess it's like, yeah, I guess it's more, it's more like it's, No, it's okay. Right? It's, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, right? I think it's more but, like teams. But everyone's teams. buying in. Yeah. Like they see, they see where it's going. Yeah, yeah. they want I mean, even, even U-Porn, you yeah. know, <laughs> is, you know, Team YP. I think U-Porn... Uporn has some of the best marketing schemes. Honestly, the porn industry has always been the forefront of the technology. <laughs> I mean, it's called. I mean, I guess it's They're, also like they have really smart people over there. I mean, I guess like I can only imagine. I mean, it's like yeah, I guess this makes sense. But like at the same time, it's kind of insulting. It's like did were they kind of like hey, you know who masturbates? Gamers. I bet gamers <laughs> masturbate a lot. You know who are good with their hands? <laughs> yeah. So, it's like, so yeah, you're right. I mean, everybody's getting in on, on mm -hmm. esports. But I, so I think the pro, the pro side of it is, um, is they're not, they're not really getting in the way of people playing games, right? I mean, yeah. like you were saying, Brandon, I mean, you know, most people, most people, and I really think it's most, it's like 90% of people are still playing casually and only yeah. intend to play casually. And they will continue to play casually forever and ever and ever. I mean, mm -hmm. games are meant to be played, period. But then like as more people and more, more companies and whatever realize that, you know, some of these people, they're having dreams of, you know, doing this and, mm -hmm. you know, like going to tournaments, but maybe they don't have the opportunities to. Right. I think the the pro side of it is, well, now like some of these people are, are getting recognized and are able to do that. You know, um, it's like, Oh, if Red Bull doesn't pick me up, well, maybe Coca-Cola will sponsor me and, you know, send me to this tournament. I would have no other way of affording to go to. <laughs> uh, yeah. but then the con is like, I, I get it. There's, there's a certain, uh, corporatization feel yes. of, of, of video, of video game playing. I mean, we've never, I mean, we've never been, you know, fooled into thinking, you know, video games themselves don't come from massive conglomerates. I mean, you know, yeah. hey, Nintendo, that family-friendly one, right, the one and yeah. the one that would probably, like, sue you for $100 million if, like, yeah. <laughs> if you stole from them. Yeah. Um, I think there was a case in Australia where they did that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I know that's, like, a, you know, that's, like, kind of a dirty, ugly feeling. Um, mm -hmm. But I also think it's, like, you know, we don't have arcades anymore. 
you know, and yeah. and online has connected us all. So now we can every game that you play now, you're you're in under scrutiny of the world. It's like your replay is getting re- uploaded to online. You Without don't know permission. <laughs> right. The person that you're playing against is like calling you a scrub and a camper, you know, whatever. And they're they're streaming this live and everything that you do is out there now. So mm-hmm. for better or worse, it's connected us all. Uh, you know, but it's put a put this big brother eye on us. Um, but that's sort of the forward. That's sort of the momentum, you know, of of the video gaming. I think so. It's like I don't know. I mean, I don't want to seem nihilistic or or uh, fatalistic, rather. Yeah. But it's like I feel like you kind of have to ride that wave or yeah. just keep to yourself and you know, just ignore it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no denying that this. This is not a phase. Like this is the next evolution of gaming, like broadcasting, and ev- I feel like every facet of gaming is exploding right now. The development side, yeah. the broadcasting, and people watching them. And as far as technology goes, we're kind of like at the forefront, just because. I mean, everything's so exciting right now. Like we, we yeah. got VR on one side, we got mobile gaming on one another side, we got Twitch which is showing both sides <laughs> and then we have like a huge following of just young gamers just being part of culture finally like yeah. people who don't even title themselves as gamers are technically gamers now because they're all playing on their phones so it's 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 definitely interesting to see how corporations are going to take advantage of that, but maybe it's in a good way. Now that there's money behind it, now we're going to get to see what's the next level, yeah. what's the next 30 years, because we're still around a 30-year type of industry. And mm-hmm. If anything, like we've progressed so far ahead that uh, it's kind of scary in a way. Like I, I don't really know where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, are we going to end up being at home, stuck in front of our computer all the time, and our communication is just being broadcasted, and that's how we connect with people. I mean, are we slowly becoming that culture? Or mm-hmm. is it just something like out of convenience, but we're still going to be keeping in touch in other ways? I have, I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> here's, what, here's what I'll say. I'll know that gaming has made it on all fronts when some high school counselor is telling a kid, maybe you should be a game streamer, and mm. like actually legitimately <laughs> means it. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. <laughs> That's when I know that like we've made it, guys. We did it. Yeah, man. I, it's I definitely want to talk to a high school student and see what the perception of people playing games are now. Because when we were going to school, Larry, I'm sure we didn't get that type of star treatment. I mean, how far are we away from Korea where like the game uh, players are heroes? Are heroes like mm-hmm. great celebrities? I mean, I, I don't know where we are in the American culture right now, but. Do you see that fastly becoming a reality over here? Uh, I mean, I think to a certain extent, you know, you know, yeah, I think I think we're 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 a toe in the water with that, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, okay, we're not. I'm not going to say love him or hate him, whatever. It's just, uh, but you know, PewDiePie. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I mean. He's yep. got like a series now on YouTube. His thing was, you know, basically, I mean, let's plays. I mean, that's right. what he started, and then, and then, everything else, all his celebrity kind of came, you know, from him. But like, yeah. but I, I would even think like like ten years ago, the notion of if if I told if I if Paul today 
talked to Paul from <laughs> 10 years ago and said, there, so there's this guy and he makes like $12 million a year playing video games. And that's what people watch him do. Like, I'd be like, that's not a career. Like, he's, no, he's, he's got to be like a developer, right? Or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Or like, Cliffy or B is streaming himself playing Unreal Tournament 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, it's, it's still even bizarre, even for me, like someone who, who really wants it to be legitimate and mm-hmm. like, and clear and present. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still like a clash where it's like, wow, like, yeah, there are people like, like Markiplier too you know it's like Mm. I'm just making millions of dollars because people are watching me play video games like I'm not even like I'm not even like laying down strategies or like helping people get better they're just watching me play (laughs) Mm -hmm. like I was gonna play games for three hours today anyway but sure I may as well let nine million people watch me do it yeah right exactly (laughs) like (laughs) otherwise I'm just making these snide remarks to my cat and like I just love how gaming has changed that dynamic and the relationship between people's understanding of games being detrimental to your life to now being games is a viable option for some people to actually say there is a career in playing games, right? And not just the lucky ones. Like there's people out there who are consistently playing games every single day. Many of them are home on Twitch or, you know, YouTube gaming or some other channel. They may not be PewDiePie level, but they're bringing in like $90,000 a year and they're like small. They're like unknown. You know what I mean? In the grand scheme, but they're pulling in a consistent income so that they don't have to do anything but play games to live. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and, and I think that's the, you know, that's the dream. I remember, you know, we probably had when we were kids, like Mm -hmm. in the eighties and nineties, that was definitely a dream, but now it's a reality. Like you said, yeah, like there, and and I feel like that's like you said about Activision and, Mm -hmm. you know, we brought in examples like Coca-Cola, Red Bull monster, all that. Mm Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it comes down to, you know, like I would love to make money doing this so that I would never have to worry about, you know, not doing this. Yeah, you know, cause yeah it's like, for sure. You go, you go to school because you have to. Right. And then like, you know, when we were when we were kids, you know, and then we come home and it's like, oh, I all I want to do is play video games. Like, <laughs> all, all I want to do is play video games. And I just can't I just can't wait for school to be over. And so yeah. I just have all summer to play to play these video games. Seriously. Yeah, it can literally be my education. It can literally be if I get a game and I can become a better person in some way because of what the game represents. You know, it, it's it's crazy. Like this whole this whole uh, virtual reality in a way. I'm not talking about VR, but the fact that like games can be so much more. There's so many kids now playing Minecraft. It's insane. Like I I haven't really dialed, dived into Minecraft as much. But when I do watch the kids play and them being as young as four years old and being able to build and basically play with a level editor as far as I can see and be a level designer, it, it, it really, really, really makes me feel so happy and so curious of what our future will be. Because yeah. now, you know, kids are actually doing something and, and training already for a potential future. In, in, in the industry, like an actual job. Like it's not just a pastime anymore. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like, you know, either them becoming a developer, either them being like a professional uh, game player entertainer or a broadcaster. It's, it's, it's so good that, you know, in a way the kids are getting their hands dirty and just discovering these things versus the traditional type of schooling is great for, for some but there, I feel like there is a good portion that gets ignored just by at least the standardization of how the, our school works 
in the United States. Yeah. So internationally, if you guys are asking yourself what are these guys talking about, you're probably at the good type of school systems. <laughs> the American systems aren't as great, and I feel like there is definitely a force uh, curriculum uh, that doesn't fit well for for everybody. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm glad like these these extra curricular t- activities are actually exposing the kids to other options mm-hmm. and and viable option. It wasn't viable ten years ago, but now it's an actual. If you can talk or if you play games well, yeah, you can right. do all these it's, different things. It's uh, like yeah, I I want to I want to find it so I can I can cite it and you know send you actual proof. But yeah, there was like an article uh, or like some sort of like longitudinal study where they found out like this generation of surgeons like people who are graduating med school and going into surgery now are you know the ones in their 30s and late 20s and whatever the ones who grew up with video games it's like they're they're some of the most precise that they've been you know and they think maybe because of you know one of the common features they can find is well they have they played video games yeah you know like who knew like you're you know we're uh our whole lives we've been developing these talents you know and these skills that are being applicable to other things things are as important as you know being a pilot or we're saving lives yeah being (laughs) surgeons well maybe not us but someone out there is (laughs) the transitive property states that i don't know oh that's awesome man you know what's that surgery game that was Surgery simulator where you like yeah. <laughs> one mouse is the hand and the other mouse See, is like the. If I didn't play that game for a hundred times and I go right into the operating room, I would have fucked my patient up so bad because I cut all sorts of things while I was playing that game and it was hilarious. But you're right, man. A lot of these simulations just help us prepare, and it, it's just one of those hand-eye coordination thing. It doesn't have to be specific to the yeah. career that you end up being, but. Using games as an educational tool, mm-hmm. I uh, you know I, I feel like we're 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 definitely in that field, but I, I see the potential being yeah. way greater because now it's becoming more acceptable yeah. within the the community. Right, it's not just such a nerdy thing. It's like actually, mom, I get paid way more yeah. than you do just yeah. playing this. <laughs> so it's like it's more accepting now, and so now people. Uh, at least, uh, you know, the elders or people doing research are actually looking at it in a serious way. It's like, all right, what what are the benefits of this? It's like, yeah. holy crap. And like, I didn't see this. And so it just opens the doors for, for better training simulators. Yeah. You know what? I have to say this. I feel like gaming as an entertainment media is at its all-time high because not only are people playing the games the world over on multiple formats in different ways, phones, you know, consoles, computers, uh any little like bus stops are like putting in TV screens with little small games. There's like urinal games. Like the world is now a carnival, no matter where you go. But also, it's a form of entertainment where people are just watching. You know, the game. Like millions and millions of people are following individuals who just play games all day. So, I can see how like people are like, "Yo, we should probably get into this esports thing because competitive gaming is at an all-time high." Like the most profitable game I can think of is League of Legends. Like they just print money every single day. You know, um, of course, you're going to want to get in on that. And I think it's very telling of what the future is going to be. And I I may have said this before, but the two things I see is games are just going to continue to be more and more accessible. We're going to lose like $60 games and we're going to see more free games with small microtrans and things like that. Advertising, stuff like that. Less risk, you know, more payoff opportunities. 
And then the second thing I believe we're going to see is just gaming itself is going to be probably one of the biggest marketing advertising platforms just in general. Uh, I hate to say that, but I see that on the way. You know, um, I don't know. And I, and I see. Oh, sorry. And one last thing, I see a lot less single player like linear games and more like random chaotic type games like for example multiplayer or things with elements that just aren't based on a single play experience because i swear to god let's play is gonna like ruin that whole sector of gaming for big people for small people it's gonna get you attention for big people it's gonna ruin you you know what i mean i hate to say it but i believe that yeah unless you're a horror game people just just love watching you go yeah, through dark hallways. <laughs> but, but but no, like think about that, right? Like yeah, yeah, let's yeah. say you're playing a horror game, right? Yeah. And it's it's like it's not a multiplayer style, like the horror is changing around you. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a different jump scare in the closet when you yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like once you've seen somebody kind of go through, you're like, Well, yeah, 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 awesome. Yeah. I don't have to spend twelve bucks on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the developer wants anything but that, right? They're like, No, please buy this game and get scared yourself. And like, nah, I saw PewDiePie play it, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely a hazard. And and just the idea that, like you're saying, like, you know, no more of these, you know, whatever linear things. It's mm-hmm. like if now it's like, oh, if it doesn't have a leaderboard, yeah. like what's what's the point? Like there's and then there's that attitude too. Yeah. It's like, well, if I can't if I can't just open it up and start grinding at something, if there's not like some hundred thousand dollar pot that's connected to this game, you know, why bother? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's that there's that hazard as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does two things, right? The developer can stand back and just watch players play and just provide a sandbox. It's like, go ahead and just do whatever. And it creates all these opportunities to make things interesting just for, uh, not just for the game playing experience, but for, for the people who are watching. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of the time, that's what's changing, at least with the developers, uh, when they're looking at this world of Twitch and broadcasting and commentating it's like is it fun to watch it's not just fun to play anymore it's is it fun to watch because a lot of that is the selling point it's like it sells itself once you see a trailer and it looks fun it sells even more when you see someone playing and having a good time and you want to be a part of that so it's like creating like this party atmosphere within a game release and if anything the community is fastly becoming part of the development as you're going. So mm-hmm. all in all, I just see it just improving all facets and at least the problems uh, yeah. that we're having now as a, uh, as a game development community, which is a lot of risk yeah. in uh, not knowing if it's going to be a fail or success yeah. after three, four years of development. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's great. Like, I like it. We're going to see the gaming, I guess, developers change in a very significant way. Thanks to, but also because of Let's Play and like you know all the the game streaming that we see other people doing, because some some game types it's just not going to help very much, and mm-hmm. some it's going to help immensely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can't predict it and get it right. I just have a feeling that the games that work well with Let's Play are going to thrive, and so we're going to see way more of those types of games and way less of the games that don't really do well because of like spoilers, and that's just the way it is. So. If you like games like Gone Home or uh, like uh, Heavy Rain, yeah. uh, Until Dawn, Until Dawn, you yeah. know Beyond Two Souls, stuff like that, 
we may start to see those types of things go away. I don't know. I'm just putting my money on that. I don't know. I'm not an oracle. I'm just saying <laughs> because of how the market is changing, how uh, customers are experiencing games now for free, you're going to see a lot less of the games that like can only be experienced once at maximum enjoyment. That's all. Yeah. So uh, we are an hour into the podcast, and now is about the time where we take a little commercial break. So this is Larry for Game Dev Unchained. We will be right back. When you're a developer, creating an awesome game is what you do. But when it comes time to spread the word and get downloads, sometimes having an awesome game just isn't enough. That's where we come in. We're Black Shell Media, and our goal is to help your game become a success. We've been at it for more than a decade, and we've helped over 40 titles take off with distribution, marketing, PR, and partnership development support. If you've got an awesome game, we want to hear about it. Black Shell Media. Your fans are waiting. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Yes, we didn't leave you like our fathers did back in the day. It is the Game Dev Unchained podcast. Mr. Brandon Pham, Mr. Larry Charles, and Mr. Paul Mide. Hey. Paul's there. Eh? Okay, yeah, okay, we're all, here, no, we're all here. We're all here. We still got him. I got nervous I'm for here. a second. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm here, and then like totally gone. All right, so Paul, let's uh, let's hit you with the hot seat questions. If I was interested in, I thought my Street Fighter game or any game was up to snuff. Where are some places I can go to really get involved in esports? Okay, so if you're in the Southern California region, which uh, first off, I highly recommend it. <laughs> if you're not in Nor NorCal, SoCal, or New York City, uh. Move. Move. <laughs> I mean, if fighting games are that important to you. But if you're already here, I can just tell you what, what we do in this area anyway. So there's the eSports Arena in Santa Ana, California, and that's where Wednesday Night Fights is happening. Wednesday Night Fights is one of America's premier weekly tournament series. Um, I'm there for Street Fighter. So I'm there competing and commentating Street Fighter V, but they also do Mortal Kombat X. They do Smash Brothers Melee, Smash Brothers Wii U. They do Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. They do Pokken. Pokken tournaments just started this past Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, so they do everything. Uh, it's a large, you know, concentrated crowd. You can always meet somebody. You can, you know, uh, make new friends and, you know, get new tech and all that stuff. There's also uh, the KO Gaming Lounge, which I believe is just east of City of Industry, I want to say. Um, but I know they're relatively new, and they run tournaments on Tuesdays. Um, I know World 8 in Koreatown, Los Angeles, they also do stuff. Great uh, little little tiny cozy place, but also another uh, great place you can just you know dust off and try new stuff. Uh, and that. But I highly recommend the Esports Arena. It's a... Okay. Uh, it's, um, it, uh, I mean, it's got everything. I mean, not just fighting games, but like if you if you know you're there and you meet someone, you know, you go upstairs. All of a sudden, they're playing Heroes of the Storm or Dota mm -hmm. Two or Counter Strike or anything like that. So, I would say check that out, Esports Arena. Okay. So being like a, so if I'm a if I'm a person, right? <laughs> that like if you're a person, if I'm a person, <laughs> let's start he's with not, that. Obviously, <laughs> right now I'm not. But hypothetically, if I'm a person that play games, uh, and I want to get into this, like. Uh, how do you recommend starting? And judging from what you've seen so far, what are the best practices to get me at least above the zombie level? A little, <laughs> maybe a little edge. Is it something more than just a personality thing? Or do you see there's certain steps that you can take to at least give you that little little ups when you're getting started? Uh, well, I think you, you always need to – this is not about you, Brennan, but drop the ego – 
Whoa. <laughs> no, it's not about you. Uh, well, this ain't happening then. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll never excel. The, uh, I think it's to uh, – it, first thing is to drop – you know, try to drop ego. I mean, of course, there's always going to be like a heel – in the community, mm-hmm. like that person who's like, no, Whoa. I'm the best. And Dear yeah, <laughs> oh, I wasn't gonna say it. Hey, man, that's an awesome start, dude. I, I would watch into that. What else is he gonna he's, he's pretty entertaining, but he's definitely heel. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's a heel of the community, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, but you know, so you, you got those guys, but uh, you know, you, you have to you have to humble yourself mm-hmm. and and realize I'm gonna lose. And I'm going to lose to somebody, you know, that may not even be better than me, but, you know, I'm still going to lose, you know, mm-hmm. which means that I did something that match, you know, they, they, they saw something and they exploited something or I just plain messed up. And you got to ask yourself the question, why and how, um, and then be willing to answer it, you know, and face your defeat, look at the replay, you know, and, and, you know, Face front that gauntlet, that barrage of commentating and, and chat stream where they're just like, oh, this guy sucks. He's garbage. You know, <laughs> listen, you kind of have to go through all that again uh, and just try to dissect, you know, mm-hmm. where did I go wrong? Um, and you got to take notes. You got to actually, actually write notes. Do it on Evernote. Text yourself. Bring a mm-hmm. pad and paper, you know, old way. Put up a Word doc, you know, okay. whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, then, treat it like a real thing. Like you're yeah. trying to... to- <laughs> actually be better at something. I mean, that's the difference, right? A, a casual player is just playing for the fun of it. A serious professional would actually study it as a student, right. as a yeah. competitor. Yeah. Uh, and specifically for Street Fighter, because I think that's the one where I can you know, be of most use, mm-hmm. there are two great apps uh, for it called, uh, there's one FA Tool, and there's also V-Frames. Mm-hmm. And these are apps that are incredibly handy, and they break down the data. Like, something we actually didn't mention about Street Fighter specifically, I mean, you know, most games, they run 60 frames a second. Mm-hmm. So with Street Fighter, you know, you have your moves, and you have startup frames, you have active frames, and you have recovery frames. And then you have advantage or disadvantage. Is it good if it hits them, or is it, you know, or is it, you know, uh, bad when it hits them? Like, does it leave you in an advantageous position, or disadvantageous etc mm-hmm. um so i would download those v frames or fa tool um just uh especially for the math brains you know you can start seeing why does this move connect to that move you know there's a mathematical reason um and then lastly but i think most importantly is ask questions of someone better than you, mm-hmm. you know, which also goes into the humbling yourself Admit that there's somebody out there better than you. <laughs> it's gonna be hard for me to find that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you ever do, have a question for him or her and say, "Hey, so why did why did you win?" <laughs> so you, you, oh, sorry, no, go ahead, Brandon, go ahead. Do you find that a lot of professional gamers are, are pretty open to conversing with you? At least, not like their their secret, but at least talking about practices and. And things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've mentioned his name before, but you know, Snake Eyes. Uh, it's uh, also one of the things about being in, this, in the SoCal region is there's such a high concentration of Good like players. expert expert level players. Um, and on the beaches, <laughs> laid back <laughs> attitude fits right in. Yeah. Uh, so you know, so that guy Snake Eyes. I mean, he's he's very approachable. You know, I'm 
I mean, you know, we say hi to each other, you know, uh, uh, I'm not sure if he honestly knows my name, but he recognizes me and he's, <laughs> you know, and we say hi to each other. Um, but a number of those, uh, the people who come down to, you know, esports and, you know, top level people, top, like top 16 in the world type people, they're very, very easy to talk to and, you know, always open to, you know, expressing new tech mm-hmm. and sharing their own. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. But then others, uh, you know, I, I only mentioned one or two names, but, you know, there are you know, a number of them that are, I, I don't know if it's it's the fault of the the approacher, mm-hmm. maybe just being intimidated by this person's celebrity, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe it's the person themselves. But I have met a few who are just like, no, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. I'm not talking to you. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. All I heard was there's two good ones out there, <laughs> and the rest of them will like just shoo you off. Brandon is like uh, he's embodied Ryu's like st- character story as his real life. So <laughs> he's like he's got to travel the world until he finds those two guys that could potentially yeah. beat him in a fight. Yeah, I gotta be that guy who doesn't want to fight, but I wear sparring gloves all the time, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Like, like Dudley, like drinking tea with his boxing gloves on. Is I like, never. <laughs> Never take them off. Always ready. <laughs> Let's fight like gentlemen. <laughs> um, gutter trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, my question for you, this is a silly question, but people need to know. Uh, who is the Eddie Gordo of Street Fighter Five? Who is that character that you don't need to know shit? Just yeah. pick him and you will win. Oh, man. I... Uh... <laughs> I remember when I was 13 and I was Eddie, an Eddie Gordo player. <laughs> man, played the hell out of Eddie Gordo. But the reference um, is true, man. You, Eddie Gordo no, was smashed on people. You said that. I was like, I know. That, that paints a very clear picture. I know exactly, exactly. what you mean. <laughs> um, the Eddie Gordo of Street Fighter V, I think... Whew, all right, nobody's going to like me for saying it, but I think it's Cammy. Oh, okay. I think Cammy. She has... Such it seems like such large hit confirm windows. Mm-hmm. Like, like for others, it's like it's like, like punch, punch, punch. Like every single time you got to register is like, did that hit? Did that hit? Did that hit? For hers, it's like punch. Oh, that hit. Punch, that hit. Mm. Let's combo. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> she got and, Dazim, uh jealous. <laughs> oh, she's got she yeah she's got style. It's I'm I'm jealous. Yeah. I'll, never, I'll never be as pretty as her. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's not to say she's cheap. That's just like, hey, I I think she's she's got some style opportunities though. Okay. <laughs> um, so, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Brenna. So like, uh, well, seeing like how how the game industry is still is growing up, right? We're still growing up. We're thirty years plus, and the esports and the whole streaming and the competitive scene is kind of like. To me, in its infancy, it's like still pretty young within the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, projecting a little forward in the next five years, what do you see the next evolution being? Um, like, the, what's the next big thing as far as this whole esports? I think the next thing that we're looking at, <clears throat> excuse me, is televised gaming on net on a, on a network, on a television network. Um, I think I think the most uh, Probably, uh, I don't know if obvious is the right word, but I think the one we, we might be able to bet on is ESPN um, mm-hmm. or, or one, one of the ESPNs, maybe <laughs> closer to six, seven, eight, nine, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, I mean, <laughs> but I know for a fact, like ESPN is already, uh, you know, covering esports uh, in print 
and online. Um, it was it was mostly the fault of Dota 2 get reaching uh, <laughs> the Invitational, their big tournament reaching like a $15 million pot. So <laughs> uh, I think that's the next step. I think um, – well, actually, and in fact, you know what? This is – I can already, I can already uh, say that's true because uh, on the CW, uh, mm-hmm. owned, since they're owned by Warner Brothers, um, Warner Brothers owns NetherRealm Games. Mm-hmm. They already they already just a couple weeks ago did a um, a big uh, I think it was e- ESL esports league mm-hmm. feature on Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Nice. I know my, my boy Sonic Fox, uh, fellow Mid Atlantic player. Uh, I know he was on there too. So uh, and I think um, Perfect Legend was on there, and I think uh, Tom Brady, who's a player. Yeah. The name of Tom. Yeah, not, yeah. not. <laughs> no, sure. I, I would have known. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. Tom Brady. <laughs> I feel like guys you know, winning uh, at everything. So, so there's already been a little bit of that, but I think we're going to see more of that. I think we're. I think it's going to be on uh, major cable and maybe not the big three. Maybe that's more of a ten years out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, CBS, ABC, NBC. But, uh, but yeah, I think we're going to see more of that. I mean, I definitely agree with you. Like just being. You know, just being on a major network is kind of like the the respect, right? That it's being recognized as a real thing. As uh, you know, there's a lot of a huge audience behind it, so it deserves the airtime that it needs. I feel at the same time, broadcasting as <laughs> they're trying to move away from TV and kind of going into what esports are doing, which is online now. Right? Yeah. It, but I do understand what you're saying. Like just having the that that old television being a platform for for us to to go on and be finally recognized and as what we deserve right as a respectable medium mm-hmm. so i i definitely agree with you there um but again i feel like everyone's trying to go to hulu because nobody watches tv anymore which is the weird thing yeah yeah so maybe you're right. Maybe it is like it'll stay online, but maybe that's where TV moves. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, in general, like maybe we won't have you know time Warner cable contracts where it's like where they give us a big box. Maybe it's just like oh, it's all on it's all on my Roku. Well, you well, know, I, I, I got to jump in. I think it's yeah. gaming and television are both going to follow this idea of convenience, right? Like yeah. before we had this high speed internet and cable modem, at least. Uh, we didn't have the convenience of having data able to stream and be at our fingertips as fast as we wanted it, right? So we had to be at home at 8 o'clock because we didn't have the TiVo or the internet to record Family Matters and TGIF or whatever (laughs) show you couldn't miss once a week. But now it's like, eh, it's going to be there when I'm ready to see it, right? So like Netflix is winning huge right now and Hulu and Mm -hmm. all these places because they're like, you know what? It's not about primetime television. It's not about shows that maintain these air blocks. Sure, they're still going to do that. But mm-hmm. where they're really seeing the most growth is when they're giving customers the a la carte option. And cable is dying out fast because people want the a la carte. They want to live their life. And when they don't have life to live, that's when they binge watch Orange is the New Black for like nine hours straight. And then they go back to life. Right. I mean, what's interesting, what I'm seeing is like a lot of it, we're slowly moving on to the Internet world, right? The TV are moving the Internet world. I sometimes always see that wherever it gets crowded, going back to the original, I see people migrating back to the original. Like uh, an example of that is like, uh, what, what would it be? Um, you, you, you know, like when uh, when we had uh, snail mail, right? Mm-hmm. When it, email first came out, it was like, oh, it's so cool to have one email. But now that everyone's on email, I find it a lot more interesting now that I get once in a while snail mail. Snail mail. <laughs> 
Yeah. So yeah. the same exact way, I feel like, of course, television is moving on to, to the internet and that we're, we're having anything that we want to watch at our fingertips. I feel like some people are going to want like some kind of like, I guess the same way how music have playlists. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would be interested if I have a, a celebrity like kind of modulate a playlist, which mm-hmm. is kind of like TV programming. And I kind of see and check out what they recommend in sequential order instead of me picking at my own, right? Because I feel like on Netflix, half the time, more than half the time, I'm spending just browsing the menu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're on Netflix pretending it's, t- it's so it's hard. Tinder. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes I just fall asleep browsing. Like that's my <laughs> that's my Netflix time. So I I feel like now it's so crowded that we're we're being presented with so much choice that I feel like it needs that kind of television touch where it's like 24 7 mm-hmm. like these are the things that we think that you should watch and you just go on your favorite channel whoa am i being prophetic here i think it's like i think some i i know it's kind of moving away from what we we're talking about but in a way i feel it's going to be a weird match up uh where eventually television is going to migrate over on our side and then uh, which which is like the online streaming stuff, and then eventually online streaming became becoming like we're, we have like twelve hundred channels I gotta watch. Of course, we can look at the top ten, but then there's gonna be a lot more people quality tele telephone or uh, I mean the streams that aren't being clicked on because they're just at the bottom of the barrel, and mm-hmm. we're gonna start thinking about all right, what ways can you know the Twitch guys? What ways can we present some of these newer talents that aren't mm-hmm. aren't being recognized? So it's, it's it's definitely a weird thing that uh, there's always going to be that contrast. Like I don't think the internet's going to win fully all the way. There's definitely going to need to bring back that balance, that old model, because a lot of people do just want to sit back and just turn on television and just go with it yeah. instead of just having too much choice all the time. Yeah, and having that built-in back uh, bathroom break with commercials. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> people are going to want commercials soon. It's yeah. it's going to be insane. <laughs> But I'm glad. I, I, I like the change. I like the yeah. choices. But uh, I, I am seeing, at least with Netflix, too much choice is becoming a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to watch anymore. Well, um, Paul, you yes. have successfully completed a podcast episode, my friend. Thank you. And as our big thank you for you, Brandon and I are going to shut the hell up and let you tell <laughs> not just the podcast audience, but now our brand new Twitch audience Anything you want, you can promote or advertise something that you're really excited about, something that you're working on, or something that you're part of. This is our it's our, our thank you to the guest for being the guest. So, Paul, the audience is yours. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. And uh, first off, really, thank you both, Larry, Brandon, for having me on the, uh, the podcast. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, this is great. This is fantastic. So, uh, coming up, you guys may want to subscribe to twitch.tv slash Nick Tanella. I wonder if I can write that to you guys uh show notes because yeah i'll put that in the uh i'm typing it to you guys right now (laughs) so uh twitch.tv slash nick tanella uh my buddy nick named after him um he he is the the brainchild behind this second stream that Mm. is that is where we do our coverage of wednesday night fights Mm. um again wednesday night fights is a weekly tournament series we cover the street fighter 5 aspect um alongside twitch.tv slash level up live and uh, that's where you can see us every Wednesday. But you also want to catch me, just me, right, <laughs> on twitch.tv slash Dr. Stance. 
uh, that's where that's where I you know I broadcast and I stream and I do all sorts of games, mostly fighting games, but also uh, you know classics, uh, you know contemporary stuff, lots of horror. Um, I think tomorrow is going to be a lot of Mega Man because I'm just in a Mega Man mood. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, and on Wednesday, I, especially this coming Wednesday, guys, you definitely want to be watching Twitch.tv slash Nick Tanella because Larry. Oh no. Be a- Larry's going to be a guest. Boom. <laughs> yeah. One thing that we do uh, that, that separates that we're trying to do to separate ourselves from other like bigger name people is uh, we realize those guys are so focused on the matches. They don't have time for the community. You know, mm-hmm. it is a gaming community. So, you know, let's talk about the people um, and let's talk to the people. So if you guys call, tune in this uh, Wednesday, which uh, whatever that date is um, on the calendar, uh, then uh, you know you'll see a little bit of me and Larry, hey. yeah, walking back and forth. Yeah, that is the uh, the thirtieth of March. Thirtieth so. of March, March thirtieth, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, you never know what you're gonna see when it comes to video and me. I mean, I could just <laughs> <laughs> Larry's gonna totally turn it into a community, Larry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. He's gonna keep turning the camera so that so Paul's not in the shot. It's the Larry show. <laughs> um, but. Uh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna have a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, you definitely want to remember to click follow on those because yeah. and get those notifications because um, there are a lot of things in the works. Uh, and and I'm and I'm being nebulous on purpose because uh, some of the stuff we can't talk about. There's just there are just things that are going to happen, uh, and you will see them first with us. Awesome. <laughs> hey man, go to those things on March. <laughs> <laughs> Do the things and tune in. Yeah. Well, uh, since I'm the one who's talking on the microphone right now and the most tired out of the group, I will see you all later. Good night. Hey, thank you for joining us. To everybody, I'll see you guys next week. I got a thank cat you. on my headphone wire, so I couldn't exit properly. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Guys, thanks so much for having me. All right. You all have a good night. Have a good night, guys. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.